Welcome to 15-Minute Friday, all my freedom fighters. To get started, before we jump into the subject and talk about what's going on in our business and our investment strategy, some different acquisitions we're doing, I wanted to talk real quick. Uh, I got an email asking about which asset type is better? This is actually a question we get a lot, and uh, it's a really good question. A lot of people that are trying to start and to figure out where they should go with their investment, they're looking at the overall landscape, and they're trying to figure out which avenue is better. Is that self-storage? Is that multifamily? And the question is, and a lot of people say, well, you're biased because you're in self-storage. And the actual truth is it's I don't necessarily prefer self-storage or any other kind of asset. I'm in self-storage because that's where my talents, expertise, and where I felt my opportunities personally were. Now, with that said, a lot of people would actually do very, very horribly in self-storage because they would be looking for more of a passive income asset, and they should go more towards something that has contractual lease-up stages like apartments or commercial. And some people would do better starting an online business that they can do, whether that's micro sites where they can build out lots and lots of content and they can embed in their referral or affiliate links and be getting paid while they sleep, putting the internet to use. There's so many different ways that someone can go. This depends on everything from how much money you have to your experience level. And a lot of people say, I have no experience and I have no money. Now, the hard thing is I can never tell you which way to go because it is so dependent. So what I would tell you is your first steps, I would start small, right? If you think that you have a passion in some way, don't just go all in to only figure out that you don't like it. Start into the world of investing. Start into the world. Maybe if you want to go into multifamily, start at a duplex. If you want to go into a storage facility, right, maybe you get some friends and family, go into a third-tier market, and you buy a small storage facility just to see simply how it works. There's lots of routes to go, but one thing is for sure, without taking the steps forward and without doing something, you can't learn which way you should go. I cannot stress this enough. I know you don't want to make bad decisions, and I know you don't want to get yourself into trouble, which I agree. And that's why I think you start small and you fail small. And it's okay. You need to be prepared if you fail. Um, we failed in our first ones. We are, are, our investment strategy when we first went into storage did not work and it wouldn't have worked in that. Now we learned and we grew and we applied our skills and knowledge to it and built it what it is. You need to do the same. You need to find out where you think your skills line up with your, and when I say passions, just something you're interested in. And then you need to leverage your personal resources into that way. And you need to start small so you can fail and so you can move forward. Anyways, great great email. I appreciate it. Please guys send uh, emails with questions. Let me know what you're doing. I love to help people out on their path. And I hope that that helps someone trying to start out. And now on to the podcast 15 minute Friday. I hope you all enjoy. So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth and live life on your terms? That is the question. And here's the answer. I'm AJ Osborne. Welcome to cash flow to freedom. 
Welcome everybody to this episode of 15 Minute Friday. I'm really excited because this is gonna help out a lot of people, especially people trying to figure out how to grow a business or an investment strategy. So I wanna talk a little bit about what I am doing and I've spent a lot of time doing this week on my brokerage side. So one thing that's really important when starting a company is you have to make that company self-sufficient. So as you're hiring employees, right, and as you're building out company, you're making sales, you're generating revenue, you're trying to expand markets or client base, whatever it is, you can get trapped and you can get trapped very, very quickly. And this is a common problem. And most people, instead of getting financial freedom with their investments or their, uh, or their entrepreneurship endeavor, whatever that may be, they actually end up just buying themselves a job. And now they're working 24 seven, they have more risk and more stress. And after healthcare and everything else they gotta put into it, they're actually not making any more money than they were. This isn't freedom, and this is something we completely want to avoid, all right? So everybody needs to be consciously thinking about these things. And the easiest way to do it, and the easiest way to remember, or easiest way to get yourself out of those situations is documentation. And I know I've talked about this a lot, and I'm gonna hit on it again, and I wanted to talk about it in certain ways. So when I have, different events that I'm going through. Let's say the life cycle of a client, right? I know there are certain things that I need to do from the front end, let's call it prospecting, to initial meetings, to closing that client. Then I have to have onboarding. Well, this is always the same process in your business, right? Now, there, there's lots of variables that may change, but the general sales process should be similar, right? That's how you can grow and maximize it. So you need to document everything, right? The, one of the most important things to document is not only how it works internally, but externally for your customers. So you should think about this through your customer's perspective. Like what is, what is this experience that they're going through? And you always think about the experience of the customer or the client. You need to think really hard and say, you know, if I'm in their shoes, how does this look and feel? because your process should be predicated on that, to creating the best customer experience, therefore giving the best value and the highest value possible. When looking at how you create the system though to scale, so for those of you that are on the podcast, we have a YouTube video, you can go there on Cashflow to Freedom, but I'm, let me kind of explain this. Think of your income and your time on a chart. So your income is, goes up and then your time goes across. Right? If you were then to segment that into four sections, you think that income level that goes up, that's the most to the left corner right here, that's the lowest amount of time spent on those activities, right? So you have high income, low amount of time. This is where you should be focused, right? This is the goal. But most of the time, this is not where we all get focused. And I don't care whether this is entrepreneurship or anything. This is our life. Most of our time, we do not optimize our time. We do not optimize what we're doing. And you need to consciously think of this and then figure out ways through documentation and through replacement on optimization. So on the far lower right, this is high time and low money. These are activities that create lots and lots of work to do. Most of these are entry level positions and lots of time they're client facing positions or not client facing, customer facing, think call centers, right? Things like that. These take a lot of time to work through issues, to get things done. But generally speaking, the income generated from these activities is really low. Now opposite 
on the top right corner, high income activities, but also really high time engagement activities. These are your management team. These are people that, listen, there's a lot of work that needs to be done to get these things right, but the consequences are really big. These are high income activities, so they can't get it wrong. Now, if you're caught up in your high income activities, but high time, you can never grow your business and you get stuck. Most people get stuck on the entry level, right? They're dealing day-to-day -day customer issues, right? They're literally cleaning floors. And if you think about it on an income basis, think about if you have a franchise, just, just think about this in your life, or if your income is $60,000, or you have a franchise that makes $60,000, or $30,000, or $40,000, whatever that number is, the activities that you are doing, are they conducive with paying that person? So what I find is you have a guy that's got making $60,000 a year in his franchise in profit, but he's doing all the work, which really means his business is not very efficient because he's now paying a $60,000 person to do extremely low entry work. In fact, it's like $3 an hour work. And this is where we come into this really low, low income, low time, monotonous, busy kind of work. This should all be outsourced, okay? This stuff, you need to find ways to outsource. Whether this is VAs, call centers, software, I have so many third parties that we contract with to do so much work in my business. It's to try to clear up all of this work so then we can focus on more of the big time pieces, right? This is stuff that needs a lot of thought and work and the high income pieces, okay? But you should be right up here in the left-hand corner of your time and uh, or your low time, high income. This creates the ability for you to execute quickly, right? And that's what you need to do. You need to be making big, large impact decisions and you need to make them quickly. You need to be able to grow your business. You need to be able to change the model. You need to be able to make acquisitions. So in my business, let's say my sales business, I have staff that they handle all of my entry and my management works, whether that's managing clients, those kind of things. We outsource all of the low end work. And me, when I come in, I need to be closing deals or bringing in large amounts of revenue. That's how I also work in my real estate business. I am doing deals. So I'm trying to go out and find new projects to purchase. These are really high income tasks. It's what makes the business work. I need to be focused all up here. Every time that I have to focus outside this realm, is when our business stops functioning and stops performing the way it should. So how do we do this? We document, okay? We document to create policies and procedures. These entail in two things, internal and external. This is the same with you at home. And I know it's crazy to think about thinking about your daily life and documenting your daily life, but we're talking about optimization, right? So in your business or in your investments and in your strategies you have, you have external work. This is how it looks. This is your branding. These are your offerings, right? I think of the external things as this is the customer's experience. So you need to document that so you can hire others to implement those things. Now, you have internal strategies. These are payment processing, contractings, um, HR work, funnels. Some of these, this is where I find a lot of the busy, busy, busy work comes in that you can outsource, right? A lot of us outsource this through technology. And this is where the management comes in, right? So management is really, really big. External work generally 
is entry level work. These are people that are just coming into the business. They need to be hands on, but they're still learning, right? And they're going to grow within your business. So internal are those two things and external customer experience. Um, that's entry level work. You need to focus on growing the company. You need to focus on being the head, right? Directing the ship and where it's selling. So you can bring in more revenue, so you can pay your employees more, so you can have more market share and continue to grow your business. I'm at this spot in, in my brokerage firm where we're setting this all up still as we bring in revenue and I'm trying to close deals and bring them in. But we did this for four years within my storage facility business and it was creating a franchise-like model. So that what we did is I created a management team, but we documented how everything looks and runs. So when I go find a deal that's a value add strategy that I got to turn around, I purchase the deal. My management team can walk in then, turn around that deal, make it really profitable while I'm off trying to find our next deal and grow our business. I hope this was helpful. Once again, if you're on the podcast, please go look at the YouTube video, uh, Cash Flow to Freedom. You can see the chart and let us know if this is helpful. You can go to Instagram at AJ Osborne or Cash Flow to Freedom, and we give you a look into the daily workings of how we're doing stuff and the different projects that we're trying to achieve, everything from my side project of a school that my wife's doing to our sales and to our real estate deals. We're gonna be headed up soon to Seattle. We're trying to do development out of there, which will also be documenting. So let me know if this is helpful and what more you'd like to see. And until then, good luck. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflow with the number two freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.